brave over 1,200 events from boxing's most notable bouts of all time. Boxing TV melds the past great to today's promising young star. Boxing TV is the free go-to destination for everything boxing, including classic bouts, live events, and news and information. Boxing TV is available on Local Now, Destroy TV, Sports.TV, Select TV, and www.watchboxing.tv. Follow Abrams Boxing on social media at Abrams Boxing on Twitter, Abrams Boxing on YouTube, and at Mark Abrams Boxing on Instagram. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Abrams Boxing Show. I am Mark Abrams, and uh, we have a great show for everyone today. We have the trailblazing women's legend, the Hall of Famer, Christy Martin, is going to join us to talk about the Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, tremendous fight that just took place in Madison Square Garden. We'll also have Tevin Farmer and Mickey Bay. They will square off on May the 21st in Dubai, live on internet pay-per-view. Uh, a lot to get to. First, I just want to say uh, last week uh, we did a uh, repeat show as I was battling a couple kidney, or well, actually one kidney stone, there's two. If it was a couple, then we'd really be in trouble. But a kidney stone. I'm uh, back uh, healthy again. I just want to thank uh, for a few people uh, who knew about it, reached out. I want to thank everyone uh, for their concern. So let's get right to it. On Saturday night, this past Saturday night, Madison Square Garden, I was privileged. I don't even want to say lucky enough, privileged to attend a just an awesome fight between Katie Taylor. As she went to 21-0, she uh, retained her undisputed Lightweight championship in a just an unbelievable fight with Amanda Serrano. Serrano now 42-2-1 in front of a raucous crowd of 19,187 folks at Madison Square Garden. It was it was a fight that had a lot of <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a lot of hype before the fight. And not only did the fight live up to the expectations, it exceeded the expectations. The two stood toe-to-toe. They, they brawled. They showed great boxing skills. They showed power. They showed grace. They showed everything that you would want to in a prize fight. Now, I don't even want to call it, you know, the best female fight or the most important female fight. It was just a great boxing match. I don't care, man, woman, or whatever. It was just a great boxing match. And that could, I mean, that stood on its own two feet and, uh, it was just an awesome fight. Taylor showed so much gut. She was hurt. I don't care what she said. She said in the post-fight press conference she wasn't hurt that bad. She was hurt badly in the middle rounds. I think it was rounds five and six. And she came back to win most of the uh, second half of the fight after she looked like she was a punch or two away from getting knocked out. She showed tremendous heart. She won 97-93, 96-93, 96-94 for Amanda Serrano. And uh, the fight, in fact, uh, the people match room, they gave away the program to all the media people. Just a, just a tremendous uh, effort by them. It's a, a great magazine. And so if anyone can pick it up, it's a, it's a really nice magazine. Uh, so the fight, like I said, it, it should hopefully get, and in my money, it's, at, at worst, the number two fight of the year, you got Fondura and Lubin that happened a few weeks ago. You got this, and I think they're the two leading candidates for fight of the year. And uh, it was just an unbelievable fight. Surveyed uh, the sport of women's boxing, you know, uh, and now let's hope some of the other great women fighters, Baumgartner and Mayer, you know, you, we got some other great champions out there, Cameron 
uh, and Reese, and then you, you got Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall. There, there are some grudge matches to be had uh, for women's boxing. Let's hope that they get made. Uh, talk about this fight, the, the rematch. Obviously, now, <clears throat> it's a real hot ticket. Whether the fight is goes to Ireland, goes to England, or somewhere uh, you know in the, in Europe, that becomes a, a huge fight. The rematch between Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor. Uh, there was a, <clears throat> there a lot, a lot of the great women fighters were there uh, in all sports. I saw Chris Cyborg was there, and uh, one of the women who paved the way, who who blazed the trail for Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor, Christy Martin was in attendance and uh, <clears throat> she was there. And I, I was fortunate enough to get a few words with Christy Martin and get her thoughts on the great fight just after it was over. A fight that lived up to expectations, Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano, the first Madison Square Garden uh, all-female main event from a woman who I told, I said last night I told you, these girls may not be here if it wasn't for, for what you started years and years ago. Christy, what did you think of the fight? I thought it was a great fight, and I, and I, um, I mean, they just, they gave women's boxing a, a huge shot in the arm. We had, we had gone into a definite decline and lull since the, the 90s, really, when we were out there banging away, and, and what they did tonight, selling out Madison Square, Square Garden, so they, they brought all these people here, but they entertained the hell out of them, and they put on a great show, and they, they finished with such a fantastic flurry that there's no way that anyone left this building today or turned their TV off tonight unsatisfied. When you were blazing your trail in those big Mike Tyson cards in Las Vegas, I would have told you 2020, 2022, a girl from Ireland and a girl from Puerto Rico who's from Brooklyn, but it would put 20,000 people and all their feet for the for the whole uh, you know duration of the fight. I would, I would probably say never. Um, and it's just what, what they were able to do is, is unbelievable because we had um, Katie Taylor had a, you know, a boatload of fans. Uh, so, so many people came over from Ireland to support her. That's unbelievable that a woman fighter came and bring so many people um, here to see, see her fight. And then uh, Amanda Serrano, of course, has a huge following from the Puerto Rican uh, fans. And we all know that Puerto Rican fans are, are very knowledgeable and, and love boxing and, and the whole Jake Paul following. I mean, they just did a great job. Who did you think uh, pulled it out? It was a real close fight. It was, it, it was a real close fight. And the truth is, um, I thought I thought it was probably going to be a draw. I have to go home, put it on, really, really watch it real close to, to give a, um, a better answer than a draw. Well, thank you. Like I said, I thank you for, like I said, blazing the trail for these girls. And now women's boxing is free. It's in good hands now, I think. Absolutely. I can't wait to. We're going to see a rematch. I, I feel certain. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. There you have it, Christy Martin, uh, just giving some great words about uh, a, a tremendous night at Madison Square Garden. Before uh, uh, Amanda and Katie, uh, you know, thrilled the 19,000 people. Undercard saw former world champion Liam Smith go to 31-3-1, notch his 18th knockout, stop Jesse Vargas in the 10th round of their junior middleweight fight. Uh, Expect to see Liam Smith get another another pretty good opportunity against somebody. He's uh, he's a tough out for everybody. Got his one big shot against Canelo a few years back. Expect to see him in, in another big fight after his 10th round stoppage over 
over Jesse Vargas. Also, Franchon Cruz's urn became the undisputed super middleweight champion with a unanimous decision over Elon Cedarus. Uh, good, good uh, for uh, for Franchon Cruz Desern, who's, uh, you know, had, had to do it the hard way. She's uh, come up, she lost her pro debut to, of all people, Clarissa Shields in a, in a, in a terrific fight. You know, speaking of terrific female fights, in, in, in a terrific fight uh, in her pro debut, and she's come back to become now the undisputed simple, uh, super middleweight champion. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a rematch with Clarissa, because, you know, Clarissa's one of those who likes to go belt hunting and, uh, yeah, to become an undisputed super middleweight champion uh, against uh, a longtime rival, that, that'd be a good fight. And obviously, since then, they both have upped their uh, profile somewhat. And uh, th- that would uh, a fight that would draw interest. But I think uh, Clarissa has to deal with Savannah Marshall first, and then uh, we will deal, and then maybe she'll deal with Franchon Cruz to Zern. Uh, so th- there you have it. We'll talk uh, about another fight that happened on Saturday night, another world title fight. Just uh, take a few minutes, and we'll be back in a moment. We are back here on the Abrams Boxing Show, just uh, getting right back into it. Saturday night in Las Vegas, Shakur Stevenson went eight nose. He became the WBC and WBO Super Featherweight Champion with a emphatic 12-round unanimous decision over previously undefeated world champion and former Olympian Oscar Valdez. Scores were 118-109 twice and 117-110 for Newark's, uh, Newark, New Jersey, Shakur Stevenson. Stevenson was very impressive during the fight, scored the knockdown, and uh, you know pr- pretty much was in control of the whole fight. Uh, he's inching towards uh, – Stevenson is inching towards – being mentioned as as one of the top ten fighters in the world, obviously with, with a, a nice win over Valdez to uh, further solidify his resume, will will do that for uh, the former U.S. Olympian uh, silver medal winner Shakur Stevenson. Uh, one of the dilemmas for him is he going to stay at 130? Is he go to 135? We'll see what's out there. But for Stevenson, uh, 135. Obviously, there's fights with Vasil Lomachenko. We'll see what happens with Devin Haney, who's now uh, aligned with top rank in the ESPN networks. So that could be something interesting for Shakur Stevenson uh, going forward. Um, on the other card, uh, knockout victories uh, by Andres Cortez. He may be an interesting name in the Shakur Stevenson sweepstakes coming up. He's a 130-pound fighter, undefeated, and he's got a chance to uh, – He's got a ch- chance to throw his name in the hat if if Stevenson wants to stay at 130 pounds. Cortez, he's a he, he scored a knockout over Alexis Del Busk, Raymond Martala on on the undercard, stopped Jeremy Hill, Nico Ali Walsh, and Keyshawn Davis, <clears throat> also with with knockout wins on the on the Saturday at Las Vegas. The shift will see will will the scene will shift from the MGM ground down the T-Mobile Arena this Saturday night as. The zone pay-per-view makes its first uh, uh, foray into boxing as a their first uh, you know p- pay-per-view event as Canelo Alvarez, the pound-for-pound king, 57-1-239 knockouts, takes on the WBA light heavyweight champion of the world, Dimitri Bevel, 19-0 with 11 knockouts. This will be for Bevel's uh, world championship. Like we said, be live on the zone pay-per-view. Uh, Canelo's looking to add to I mean, his already unbelievable legacy to become a two-time light heavyweight champion of the world. First time was against Kovalev. Most people thought Kovalev was kind of a little, maybe a little bit over the hill, heading towards uh, 
the end of his career, and we'll talk about Kovalev next week. He's uh, fighting next week. But Bevel's an undefeated fighter, 19-0, 11 knockouts, and uh, he's got an opportunity to give Canelo some problems. Like you said, he's, he's a legit light heavyweight, and uh, he's got a lot of skill. He's in his prime. He's undefeated. And I expect this to be a tough fight. The odds, I, I say only 4-1 to one for Canelo. A lot of his last fights, 7-1, 8-1, 10-1. This is a little bit closer to, to, to the uh, – to, to, uh, you know uh, – Looking like a more competitive fight uh, for Canelo Alvarez. But Canelo, I think what, what happens is fight, Bevel's going to come out and show a style, you know, and a good style, maybe win some rounds. And Canelo, like Bud Crawford, they're the two best guys in the business. They they kind of they fight a few rounds, they assess what's going on, and then they decide how, how they're going to dictate the fight. And I fully expect that. <clears throat> out of Canelo Alvarez on Saturday night in Las Vegas. Uh, I see him winning an 8-4 kind of fight, maybe a, uh, you know, a, a, a unanimous decision where, where it's competitive in certain situations. Uh, uh, so expect uh, Dimitri Bevel to win some rounds and be competitive. So th- th- that's how I have it. The undercard will uh, uh, see uh, appearances by Montana Love and Sh- Shakram uh, Giasov in separate fights. A fight between undefeated heavyweight uh, uh, heavyweights Zhang Jili and Philip Herjevic uh, fell out on Monday. Uh, I heard some reasons Herjevic uh, uh, may have had a, a death in the family, and uh, he pull, pulled out of the fight. That's unconfirmed until I you know see uh, the, the the sources. I just the stuff you read online, and Herjevic is out of the fight, and they're going to try to look for. Uh, they're going to try to look for a, um, a replacement for Herjavich to, to fight Zhang Zhili, which it was supposed to be an IBF elimination fight. Uh, and that was probably, you know, the, the, the going to be a, a, an interesting co-feature bout. So uh, we'll see that begins at 8 p.m. Eastern time on the zone pay-per-view. Uh, I also saw tonight my local cable systems will also, I guess you can order the regular pay-per-view way. I think you, I don't know if you get a discount if it's if it's on uh, if you buy through the zone. I, I forgot I forgot to do. I've got to check later in the week on 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 how to uh, on the best way for me who who is a the zone subscriber. So uh, we will see what happens uh, Saturday night as the pound for pound king is back in action. We'll be back with some news and notes just after this. We are back here on the Amos Boxing Show. Just a couple of news items. Made to, uh, well, we'll get to that second. The televised pay-per-view undercard for the May 28th, Gervonta Davis, Rolando Romero card at Barkley announced last week. And it's all headlined uh, by the two-time, excuse me, two-division world champion, Aristide Lara, Lara, and the defenders WA middleweight title against Gary Spike O'Sullivan. Uh, also, a rising star Jesus Ramos taking on Luke Santa Maria. That could be an interesting fight. And, you know, I think a good fight to open up will be Eduardo Ramirez, the featherweight who's been on quite a quite a role. He's going to take on Luis Melendez of Puerto Rico. Uh, so not, not a bad undercard. Not the biggest name value with the exception of Laura. But I think we, we could see some action uh, May 28th from, from Barclays Center. Uh, I, I'll, I'll have a lot of uh, interviews uh, from Bar- Barclays Center that week, uh, live on Abrams Boxing on YouTube. 
We will be going to stick around for some of the press conferences, maybe weigh in media events. And uh, I hope to uh, get a lot of interviews with the participants on the May 28th fight card, pay-per-view fight card in Brooklyn. Just before that, the week before, May 21st in now Dubai, originally was ticketed for Accra, Ghana, but former world champions Mickey Bay and Tevin Farmer will square off in a fight to uh, maybe see uh, who's going to get one more run or the next run at a light heavyweight championship uh, type of fight. Again, with the fights been moved to the uh, Coca-Cola Arena in Dubai after some of the COVID restrictions were changed in Ghana. Promoters had to scramble. They quickly uh, found a spot in Dubai to do this fight. And uh, actually, as of now, it hasn't been officially announced, but I kind of know. I was told. And uh, that that's going to happen. Uh, I had a chance to sit down and talk with both fighters, both Tevin Farmer and Mickey Bay at a press conference. Uh, they're both going to say the fight was in Ghana, but obviously we know the fight has been changed to Dubai. So here's uh, my br- brief conversation with the former junior lightweight world champion, Tevin Farmer. Here with Tevin Farmer, just announced big fight, May 21st, in, of all places, Accra, Ghana. Yeah. Against Mickey Bay, uh, we're a month out, month or so out, six weeks or so. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Oh, I'm excited, man. We wanted to go back to the motherland. We wanted to go to Africa. Um, I feel like the teams over there uh, can hold more people. And I think the people over there really appreciate the sport of boxing. So we're going to go over there and crush it, and we look to make that home. You mentioned two guys who are having trouble getting some fights. Your one fight removed, actually, this be your first fight removed from losing your world title. Why do you think... Uh, why do you think you know your name isn't on the end of people's uh, mouth? Say that again. Why do you think your name is on the on the end of other people's mouth trying to get, get fights with you? Why they not? Yeah. Why why aren't they? Why don't they want to fight you? Uh, when I had the belt, they didn't even want to fight me. So I can imagine now. You know, I think I'm too skillful. And you guys know that. You know, losses nowadays in boxing is horrible. Nobody wants to lose. Ironically, we're here. Ryan Garcia's fight this weekend. Was there any real substance uh, about a month ago or a couple months ago when? By talk. Yeah. Yeah. And then why? Why did that? Why did that break down? Uh, we we for water. We for water. Oh, dry hell. Um, we got we got the water here. Not stopping this interview. We visit live. Yeah, live. So I mean, I think the question was, uh, what happened to the, the, the Ryan Garcia talks? Well, they never made a good offer. They never, they never made an offer, Just but talk. they did reach out to me. Well, I reached out to my, my guy, Everett, my manager. We told him, what the fight? Let's go. But since then, they never made out, so. Because it, because I guess there was some flirtation there. Is that something that you want now? Uh, maybe the next fight should you be victorious May 21st? Um, if that fight, fight is available, hell yeah. I would, like, I would like the big fights. I would like all the fights. Um, we got to make sense. As a big 21st, I definitely would like the big fights. I think one fight for me will be back for world title. Being though my last fights was world title fights. I just asked Tim, you guys are known being very good defensive fighters. Mickey and yourself, you were one of the top defensive fighters. You feel that you may have to maybe step on it a little bit, maybe maybe fight a little bit more offensively, maybe less counter-punching, more leading? I see when we get in there because... To have an action back fight against two fighters that boxing is really hard. So, my job is to take it to him from the beginning, but still be defensive. You mentioned up there that you, you're 
personally invested in the promotion of this. Yeah. You know, obviously, you're, you're a world champ, long-time world champion. You feel that you've been slighted by the boxing public that you have to kind of do this and go to Africa and, and fight this kind of fight, rather, like you said, the big fights. I can't hear you very loud. Are you kind of slighted? You feel you feel disrespected that you now have to go all the way to Africa for this fight, rather than you no, know. No, I don't feel like it's very good. I mean, America is known for the fights, but Ghana is known for boxing. So I feel like it's a good place to be. I feel like moving forward, I would love to even fight Ghana on a regular because American boxing has become a real difficult. Since COVID, it's become even more difficult. UK always packs out a ring this ninety thousand. America can't do that. The most we can break here is twenty thousand people. You feel with a big performance on May twenty first, the phone will ring a little bit more for you. Uh, I don't think so. Well, you still think none of these guys will fight. That's why I'm creating my own opportunity. Why would they fight me if I look good? Now, if I look bad, they may, they may want to fight me. But I'm creating my own opportunities nowadays. What do you want to say to fans in closing? Um, thanks for always supporting me. They supported me. Thanks for the love and support. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tenorformer22. And um, tune in. Um, I see the link. Maybe you put the link over here. Once you um, once you once you post it. Tune in. May twenty first, we're going down. One, one last one last question. Do we have? Are you? Will you rename yourself the Ghanaian Idol after May twenty first? Well, I would tell you right now. I think I'm changing my name to two times. Seven two times one. So, so you don't want to be the American Idol and the the, the Ghanaian Idol from Ghana? That, that'd be fun too, though. Yeah. I would think about that. There you go. See, that's I'm a PR guy. That's uh, okay. I, I would think about that. Kevin Pre Farmer, appreciate your time, bro. We wish you best of luck. Thank you, man. Well, actually, now he if he wins, maybe he'd call him the Dubai Idol, Tevin Farmer. Uh, I also got a chance to talk to his opponent, Mickey Bay, uh, and he had uh, some, some words, and he believes he's going to win the fight. So here is the former lightweight champion, Mickey Bay. Here are former world champion, Mickey Bay, taking on another former world champion, Tevin Farmer, May 21st in Akron, Ghana. Tell us a little bit, I heard you guys up there say, uh, how did this fight come about, and, you know, they mentioned that you guys are involved with the promotion as well. Um, well, well, both of us, we got tricky styles, and a lot of dudes don't be wanting to fight us. So um, we said, you know what? Um, a couple people was talking about it came up a couple times, and the fans liked it. So we said, you know, let's do it. And then uh, we had our people get in contact with each other. We both did a verbal agreement. We old school, so we didn't need a, a, a signed signature. We gave each other our word. We got together. We both was free agents. We both businessmen. So uh, we got together, and look what we had now. We we uh, getting ready to we getting ready to do it. Was this a fight that kind of came about via Twitter, basically? Is this your pretty Twitter? much social media, yeah? Because everybody's like, oh man, you know what? That'd be a good fight when they heard about it. So I'm like, I'm with it, and he was with it. So I'm like. We got a verbal agreement. Let's do it. And, and look who we are. We both, we both old school cats and men of our words. So you know, like neither you, one of us back down. You know, like you mentioned, both you guys have tricky styles. Somebody's gonna have to take the lead in this fight. You know, yeah. when, it, it, no. When I say tricky, it's just as far as most people is what you see, what you get. Like, yeah. You know, um, it's gonna be fireworks well, for sure. Well, I could do it all. I'm saying you guys are both great defensive fighters. No, nah, I'm offensive too. I could do both, so I can do it all. So uh, it's gonna be worth ordering for sure. You, you feel that you have that in you more than he does in yeah, terms of, uh, yeah. 
hundred percent. And you know, obviously, he just his last fight, he lost the title. You just fought a, a fight with Cambosis, who's basically the undisputed champion now. He lost by split decision, as you said. Is this the quickest way back to the top? Yeah, 100%. You know, I'm going for the marbles. I don't want no easy fights. I wanted to uh, get straight to it. You feel like this is, I, I know uh, you've dipped your toe in, into the, the training uh, aspect now. You feel this is uh, the beginning of your last run? Is this a. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is definitely. So it's important for me. Like I said, I got to have this one. He can get it. He got He got a lot more years left than me. So I got I to gotta knock him off real quick and get to where I want to be. You feel you have to fight more desperate maybe than. than no, he does? not desperate, though. But I'm just saying, like, you know, I got to have this. You know, I got to get that, that victory. but to tell us how that all came about. Um, well, our partners do a lot of shows over there. It's a big boxing market. Uh, so I figured, you know, we want to do something different, bring some excitement back, like the old days to the game. They fought all over the world. They didn't just stay in America. They fought everywhere. So, um, you know, I you know, I just thought it was it would be interesting if we take it over there. What do you want to say to the fans in closing? Oh, man, stay tuned and tune in to the fight. It's going to be a great fight. Well, good luck. We'll see you May 21st Thanks. in Akragana. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you, uh, Mickey Bay, uh, for that uh, interview. Also want to thank Tevin Farmer and Christy Martin next week. Uh, we will talk to Jerome Boutenis, who fights May 14th against Custio Clayton in California. There's actually three big shows in California that night with Triller and Golden Boy uh, going with Zerto Ramirez. So hopefully we'll get a couple guests on uh, involving those shows as well. I want to thank uh, uh, WatchBoxingTV.com. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. And thank you for enjoying and watching the Abrams Boxing Show.